Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Tonight we have a very fire show. We have four candidates that are running for office out in the lands down yonder. Yes. <laughs> this is a worldwide movement. You know, most people think it's just an American thing. No, this is replacing evil in every country. And tonight we have four pa patriots that has the mission that's set forth to do that. Before we start the show, I'd like to recognize several of our sponsors, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. If you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CPNN, you'll get up to 66% off your purchase. And last but not least, I'd like to recognize the late, great Dr. Zelenko. He left us some straight silver, platinum, and gold bullets to fight any bioweapon. So if you go to ZStack.com, and use promo code CPN, you'll get 5% off your purchase. And last but not least, I would like to do is introduce Laura and the four candidates in Australia as Laura will be hosting the show tonight. And Laura, the microphone is yours. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. We so appreciate the platform that you've offered to your Aussie brothers and sisters. Um, I truly believe that that Australia is the tip of the spear and um, that what's happening here will soon happen in the United States and around the world. And uh, I'm just so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Um, before we get started, I just want to suggest that our listeners grab a pad and a pen so that you may write down anything that comes in while our guests are speaking. This will help you stay present and engaged and uh, as well as capture the information so that you may review it later. I also want to set our intention today, not just for it to be an informational meeting, but that this would be an activation for everyone who may listen to this now and in the future. I just lovingly want to remind each of you that we are all one, regardless of our geographical location, and that each of you have a role to play in this spiritual war for the ages that only you alone may fulfill. So I just want to ask our creator to support and assist each one of us going forward, everyone listening now and in the future, that we might both know what our roles are in this spiritual war and that we would be empowered to fulfill these roles for the collective good of all wherever they may be. So that's my, my introduction, and I just, um, I appreciate you for being here so much, and I just think that we should let ladies go first, and I'd just like, Jackie, if you wouldn't mind sharing your heart on these matters and um, what's inspired you to, to um, run for the um, upper house in New South Wales, and just whatever you'd like to share with with everyone today, sweetie. Okay, well, um, I come from a background of business and then from business went through to becoming a yoga and mindfulness teacher for the past 12, 13 years, up until a couple of years ago and realised that something was really wrong. I could always see that things weren't going right, that people were getting more unhealthy, more dependent on the pharmaceuticals, but I and more dumbed down, just not thinking for themselves and being controlled. So in time, 
myself and my husband, when all the lockdowns come, questioned it all and thought, okay, we'll just sit back and wait. And and we were really new to this. So it's only been about 18 months that I actually woke up to the reality of the world that we're actually living in. So as all the different mandates come in, there was a personal story. Like I, I went to a, a gathering in Newcastle, a friend said to me, come down and have a look. And then I listened and thought, oh, wow, what's what's going on here? And from that moment onwards, then there was rallies called and my first encounter with rallies or standing up for our freedoms, I it was when we were actually in a lockdown and I went, arrived in Newcastle, local area to me, and there was only 12 of us that showed up and I thought, wow, okay, so off we went and we started doing our thing, but we were only walking. We weren't protesting. We were walking in pairs and I just had a sign on my back saying, my body, my choice. Well, as we kept going and when we got out of, and there was police presence because we weren't supposed to be out of our LGAs, which is our community areas. And as we were walking, we got to a big park up the top and I heard this almighty scream and I'd seen the lady. But as it was, this particular lady, I saw the police pull up to her and she had been crash tackled because she went to walk away. And this lady would literally be size six, six ringing wet, 61 years old. Now she sustained a broken pelvis and broken collarbone from that injury. And I stood there listening to her screaming. I was surrounded by police. I cried. I had tears rolling down my face thinking, where on earth am I? It was like I was in a battle zone, not in a, a local park area. And the three police that were surrounding me, I looked at them with tears. They had their masks on. Two of them were younger. The older one was the angry one. And I looked at him. I said, I hope that if this gets worse, you're there for us. And he turned around and looked me straight in the eyes and said, let's hope it doesn't get worse. So that was a huge welcome to the rally, welcome to stand up. I, you know, short story is the ambulance come, we went to leave and then I was walking away. They wanted my name and number and I just kept saying, Jackie, Jackie. And then next minute my brother was with me. He was surrounded by other police. He yelled out, Jackie, stop. And then I looked back and there was three cops just about to crash tackle me. So I ended up sustaining a $3,000 fine, but because I'd given not my full name to them, that fine was null and void. So that I went home back to my local area in shock, absolutely terrified of what may have been coming. And this was about 18 months ago, said to my husband, we're, in nice words, we're doomed, we're, we're done cried myself to sleep that night, woke up at four o'clock in the morning and thought, no way, I can't stop. So that was my wake up call and straight away started marches in my local area, became part of the Newcastle Freedom Movement, standing up. And then as the lockdowns eased, more people come out and just stood up that way. I became in that process because of the rallies, I became aligned with A1 with what Ricardo was saying was my husband said, you've got to listen to this guy. And actually it was a, a, you guys, if anyone in America is listening that knows, it was Chad Reed that actually, and he's a 
um, world champion motocross. So he's in America. He made the big time in America and he is a very close family friend. And he was the one that was messaging me and he actually sent me a message to say, hey, listen to this guy. And he wanted me to help in the process of not letting his parents get jabbed. He wanted me to inform them. So anyway, so that was the process. So it was Chad. So many Americans would, he's huge in America if you're in that motocross industry. So he was the one that introduced me to Ricardo and my husband said, listen to this guy. I aligned with what Ricardo was saying. Through the rallies, I got introduced to Ricardo. But because I come into this from a conscious level, not a political level or anything, just knowing it's the right thing to do, I needed to know Ricardo and to know that he was real. So in saying that, we, through different alignments, various reasons, we became aligned and have become good friends. Um, his family, his wife, his children, I love them dearly. We're sort of like a safe haven for them at times when they ever get five minutes off. I know he's the real deal. I know what these people do, that they have given up the last four or five years of their life, not just a weekend here and there, continually for this fight. So that led me to fully align with him in saying that there's a consciousness that I know this is all in divine right timing. So for me, politics was as far as, Three years ago, if you had said to me that I was stepping into a political scene, I would have gave you my house and said, there is no way. I would bet you my home and I have a pretty nice home. So it would be a big bet. And, but I also know there's divine timing. The more time we all spend together, this is the great awakening. This is the time that people are waking up massively and starting to stand up. And yeah, just the policies the movement forward I don't have a choice I know it's where I'm meant to be so that's yeah that's me that was brilliant Jackie thank you so much oh my goodness okay I'm going to turn it over to Franco now Franco would you please share with us thank you don't yeah um, mute, sweetie oh very good thank you yeah very similar circumstances. Um, look, I've, I've had a natural thing where I've always gone against the grain of authority, you know, and that that's sort of shattered me even as a child, you know, with my parents, you know, so they go left and I've often gone right or and what have you. So I've, and it's not so much that I had um, a sort of a, a, a sort of mean streak or a bad streak. It was just a natural instinct. You know, and uh, for whatever reasons, I just had, you know, this natural irk to know that it wasn't right. And I've always followed my own gut, my, my own gut instinct. So, but, you know, pushing on forward, you know, I'm a hairdresser by trade. I have a hair salon. I've also been involved in the, um, on the corporate side of the industry. I've done education. I've traveled around the world and, and I've done, you know, some pretty amazing things, um, even behind the scenes, you know, when, um, a good haircut and makeup was the the pinnacle of the fashion industry, which has now been taken over by syringes and scalpels. But so go figure that one out. But I've seen massive changes along the processes of all that. But um, going back about three years, um, um, obviously with the changes that were coming on, and it all kind of pushed on with the Ruby Princess uh, that was birthed in our 
in our shipping ports. Now, I saw straight through that because any any anyone with a with the right mind knows that maritime law always states that, that boat should have been out to sea. So if there was any signs, even a even if there was a a, a stomach bug going on, and uh, our government decided to unleash unleash the the people on the boat, but little did we know at the time what they were really unleashing. And then um, time had sort of progressed forward from that, and you know we find ourselves in under these circumstances. But that being said, I sort of just thought, oh yeah, like most people, not not sort of fully understanding the the depth of what was going on. But my gut feeling always told me that something wasn't right, nonetheless. And um, so that being said, things started to escalate in this country. You know. I've seen our country sort of deteriorate over the years, um, not just in the last three years, but probably probably for the best part of the decade, where you know, there was just things happening that just didn't feel right. But, you know, pushing on again, you know, after three years of what we've actually encountered, where, you know, like what we've had to digest and stomach from the perverted um, stench of our government and the caucus that actually, the carcass, which actually exists right now, and um, so then we were, we were forced into lockdown and I pushed on. I pushed on as far as I could until I had to sort of just follow the, um, the mandate. But then um, my wife has a, a natural instinct and she said, um, you know, she obviously listens to a lot of my rage and my concerns and she has a lot of patience in putting up with uh, my, my tepid language at times. But that being said, um, she she used to, she was actually switched on. She was watching Alex Jones at the time. And she said, Frank, you've got to listen to this guy called Ricardo Bosi. He's right up your alley. And um, and I, like at that time, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then finally I did and I listened and that was it. And I signed up straight away to A1. And because um, I just thought, no, this man's speaking my language. He knew exactly what I was thinking and feeling at the time. But I didn't know too much about the party. I, I, I was I was pretty much a novice at that side on that side, and then I just you know rallied up with all the troops going to all the rallies, Sydney, Canberra, and what have you, and um, you know, and just went everywhere. And I was in Canberra, on, you know, literally almost every weekend, you know, alongside Guru. And but I wasn't even thinking of myself as a political candidate by any means. I was actually just a participant um, through this whole movement. I had no envisaged idea that I'd be standing here today fighting for my nation. And um, so I was just pretty much a follower. But then I, being a follower of Christ, I knew that, you know, uh, he does the big steps, you know, and I create the small ones. And quite frankly, I've just been doing the following. And so, you know, whatever reason, he's pushed me into places that I would have never, ever thought I was going to be in at any circumstances. But that being said, so we carried on. And then obviously I got to meet Ricardo, got to meet the team. We started an A1 um, um, uh, group here on the Central Coast. And I've got to say, this group that we started, there was probably about 13 to start off with. And we've grown probably to a best part of 30, but we are so tight. Our group is so tight. Uh, and we do everything by the book, you know, to the letter. And I want to, you know, do a small shout out to the boys, you know, Jake, John, um, you know, Jeremy. You all know who you are. Uh, everyone that that comes to our meetings once a month, um, it's a massive call out for these boys and girls and women who have actually helped um, create this movement on the Central Coast. And we've pushed on and we've pushed on really, really strongly. And so the time came when obviously we wanted to have representative on the coast. And so I put my hand forward amongst the group and, you know, I had 
their support because I wouldn't have done anything otherwise. I would never, never do anything without the support uh, of the people that I trust more. And, um, and, and I was encouraged to keep moving forward with this. And so we did our presentations and what have you. And, um, and now I'm just tightly knit into the family, you know, and, and as Jackie said, Rick's the real deal. The family, great people, his wife, Rhiannon, um, and the kids, they're lovely, they're beautiful. You know, the, this whole family thing. And it's strange, you know, because that's where my sentiment is. I'm, I'm, I'm a family man. And, um, you know, those are the things that I sort of, you know, I'm, I stand back and observe because at the end of the day, that's, you know, people draw their own conclusions. And, you, you know, they either fit in your box or they don't. And I know that everyone on this screen tonight fits in my box because I've seen their families. I see how they operate. I see how they are as human beings and genuine great souls of this earth. And, um, and so we're pushing forward. And so I've pushed my hand forward uh, to be uh, part of the Legislative Council of New South Wales. And I'm going to fight this stench. I can tell you now, I'm, I'm not giving in. Um, I'm in here for the full haul. And, um, you know, I'll, I just keep wiping my brows and keep going forward. And um, so that's, that's my story. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. It's, um, I, I can feel the heads nodding, the Aussie heads nodding in the chat. You know, we thought we were just participants in a rally here or there. But all of us are doing things that we just never imagined that we would be doing. And um, oh, I just thank you so much for stepping up and, and um, heeding the call. And with, um, with that, now let's move on to Mr. Guru, because I reckon he's got a fair bit of news to share with us at the moment. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, how are you? Uh, Laura, great to be here again. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know which way you want to go. I don't think people really need a rundown on me, do they? I think everyone probably knows who me and Bozy are. But, yeah, great um, great words from uh, Frank and Jackie there. And, again, you know, I've been away. I've met these people. I've been with them. And, um, yeah, what we've got here in Australia, guys, is uh, just one incredible team. I, I, um, yeah, I, I'm... I'm all right on the engineering sides of stuff like that, guys, and stuff, you know, through my work, you know, working with Suzuki Australia, doing what I do, have done throughout my life, self-employed all my life, you know what I mean? Um, and when we got up there at the weekend at a bit of a, or during the week at a bit of a conference with uh, these people who are running our um, campaign for us, I was just amazed. So, yeah, big shout-out to Jeremy and Jake and them guys, all right, they're involved up there. There's more of you. Sorry, guys, I don't know all your names, you know that, but... um. Yeah, from me, the little concreter in Wollongong, you guys are incredible. And it, between that team we have behind us and the Australian, uh, the New South Welshmen and the interstate people who are coming to help out, we um, certainly have a freight train packed at the New South Wales State Government. And I'm using that term a lot. You'll hear me repeat it and repeat it because that's what we're doing. We are packing a freight train. It is heading for the New South Wales Government and they got no idea what's coming for them. So to give you a roundup on what's happened to Guru, I suppose would be the best way to go is um, I'll be careful how I speak here. <coughs> Mute me if I go if I say the wrong thing, Bozy. I um, but anyway, we um, we have talkback radio over here just like you have in America, okay? And I decided I would ring one of these radio stations, which is a bit of a controversial radio station out there in the environment of us um, so-called cookers with a K that is cookerburras. So um, 
we um I decided that I might ring this place and see if I get so I'd done the right thing and on the Friday afternoon I, I sent an email off to a particular station and after ringing them on the Friday afternoon and they said yeah send an email in ring in Monday so that particular station um obviously done some research on Guru over the weekend and then didn't really want to have uh, this gentleman here on their radio station come Monday morning. So we had a few viewers ringing in and stuff because I decided to live stream because I thought I'd have five minutes on a particular radio show and, you know, we'd live stream it out so everyone could hear it. And um, what happened was we never got on. So we never got on air. Okay, so... A couple of days later, I get on with another big guy over here, and they call him the Golden Tonsils of uh, Australian uh, Radio, all right? And I think I can mention his name, but I won't, okay? You can look him up under the Golden Tonsils, and, yeah, you'd, you'd find him, okay? I just want to keep myself out of jail at the moment. Um, so, yeah, anyway, this guy gave me 12 minutes on the radio, and I think his job was to set me up and have me say something that was probably uh, not right. And then, you know, they could have a go at me that way, and, and try and uh, slow this little freight train down a little bit. So that never worked. So then what happened was um, the guy on the radio station heard a few comments in the background of my live stream, you know, and and it was nothing, guys. We got nothing to worry about. I'm not even going to go into what it was. It doesn't matter. I was just believe me, they were absolutely ridiculous comments. But I'm uh, I'm on the dock over here at about 10:30 in the morning. And I'm about to go for me a couple of kilometre walk, you know, and do some push-ups and whatever else I do when I'm, you know, getting the head together. And um, I looks around and I just see these like black hats coming from everywhere, you know, up the top deck. And then I've turned this way and I can see him coming in this side. And I looked over my shoulder and there's more coming in the back way. And anyway, I had a mate here with me and um. I said, oh, man, like, this is, you know, I was just saying to God, man, what are you doing here? Like, I, I you know, I'd never been here before, man. Like, what's here, 20, 25 guys, you know what I mean? What's going on? So I just took a stance and um, let them walk up to me, and uh, they come up and told me that uh, – now, this is the counterterrorism squad, guys, okay? So I never got on a radio station. A couple of comments were made in the background, like, oh, you know, you know, yeah, we're going to continue to um, try and get Guru on air and – and next minute, I got the counterterrorism squad, 20 to 25 officers surrounding me, arrested me on um, on stalking and intimidation. And, um, yeah, a couple of guys took me off to jail, and I, I sat with some counterterrorism guys, detectives, and um, I'd done a recorded interview for them. And um, I was nice to them. Tried to red pill them as much as I could while I was in there. Um, same as what I'd done with the black hats down the wharf here. I wasn't going to let them get them over me, but... The whole crutch of this is, guys, that I rang a radio station that I couldn't even get on air, and next minute I got the counterterrorism squad on my boat, you know, searching my boat, taking products up here that might be um, of natural source for my wife because she's going through a few things at the moment, you know what I mean? So she was on some natural herbs, and, um, yeah, they took a lot of election material. They had a warrant to say that they could um, take electricals off the boat, but they also took all our election material. They took whatever they could take, to disrupt me running in the parliament. Now, they've tried to get an AVO on me, which hasn't succeeded yet. It's an interim, and I don't even know how they got that. You know what I mean? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't stop me running. And we've now pushed the court date. I went to court on Thursday. We've pushed the court date back to um, after the election so we can just stay on focus. So more or less, guys, we have some very, very um, allegedly suspect characters allegedly suspect characters, 
creating a storm in a teacup to try and maybe stop Guru and Bozy and um, whoever else might want to get on this train with him heading to Parliament because if they can – and they've tried to discredit me now, guys, but that's cool. Like Whatever we're taking hits out there at the moment, we'll be turning that around very soon because we have civil lawsuits going on in the background now and we will actually let the public know when we lay those lawsuits on. So then we can actually twist the narrative back again and show everyone that once again – if you want to speak up for freedom and the goodwill of the Australian people, you'll be crucified for it. So we've um, put the authorities on notice on many times, on many occasions. The authorities have um, maybe come to the uh, conclusion that the only way to stop Guru and Bozy is to get the counterterrorism squad involved. Well, it didn't work. It wouldn't work on Bozy because he's six foot four and 50 pick handles across your shoulders and you just wouldn't go near him. All right. And it didn't work on a little 64 year old Guru fucking concreter. All right, because you have no authority. You have no, you know, we actually taping these guys down here and we said, give us your badge number. Who are you? Their comment to us was, we don't need badge numbers in Australia. Now, what's that tell you, folks? The mercenaries are here. Okay, they're here. They, they come down to my boat. All right, they don't work for the Australian forces. We know who they work for. Okay, Predator. We know the company that brings them into the company. You know, we're, we're not stupid here. We've all researched this shit. And these were predator guys coming down here because I, I never get my chance on the radio. I don't know how this works, guys. You know, if I'd have got a few minutes on the radio, well, I could probably see if I'd have said the wrong thing that you could have sent four cops down here and said, Guru, come up a station, mate. You've got a few things to answer. Someone's a bit scared of you. But 25 counter-terrorism squad, plus, 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 when my wife's getting back, because they pulled her first, there's more parked up the top in reserve, another two cars in reserve, while they got 25 on the ground, you know, three detectives, senior superintendent from Wollongong Police Station. Like, I don't know, but I think I'm a bit of a legend, guys. I don't know why they were down here. No one asked for an autograph. You know, I, I couldn't get through to them. I don't know what was going on. But what's going on is what's going on around the world. Okay, it's going on around the world, guys. And as we as we've said, Israel and the great southern land are the two that Lord Good Lord talked about, the land of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Israel's in mention. Okay, we know where Israel plays its part. Well, guess what? We got a part to play here, guys. We're playing it. All right. And the good Lord is doing it all for us. How this thing here has come together is just absolutely magic. Not magical, sorry. Friggin' miracle. It's not magical. Magical satanic bullshit. It is a miracle in play to what is happening in this environment in Australia at the present time. So we've got four here. I'm going to let Rick continue because he knows more than me. He did give me the go-ahead to bust a bit of stuff open here today, but I'm not really up, and I think we're only looking for three, actually, at the moment. So I'm going to hand it over to Bosey. But, look, I just want a big thank you to everyone around the world. The Patriots come together when Guru got arrested. That's not blowing hot air up my skirt, guys. That's just saying we're all in this together, okay? We all have our certain profiles. We're out there. We're doing this worldwide. And I just want to say thank you very much to everyone that was involved, SG, all the other people, right, Mike, you know, the other platforms, Brad uh, from the Sovereign Soul Show, all these people who just immediately dropped everything and just spread around the world The Guru got arrested. So now what we've got is the whole Patriot world watching Guru Bozy, Frank Jackie, and a number of others going in to start what's going to be the start of a change in the world, guys. So I'll hand it over to Rick from then. Thank you very much, Laura. Thank you so much, Dave.
Um, yes, Ricardo, um, my first question for you is no surprise. Um, are there any additional candidates that you would like to reveal today, sir? Sure. Thanks, uh, thanks, Laura. Thanks, everyone. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Because as, as Dave said, uh, this is now a global movement, and our intention was to make the New South Wales state election, which would invariably bear nothing burger to the rest of the planet, to be the focus of attention. I'd like to publicly thank the New South Wales Police Force and the mercenaries from Predator for attracting everybody's eyes to here. So now the New South Wales state election will be a global event and we want the world to keep focusing on this because we see this as the, the first step to liberating Australia. We liberate New South Wales, we liberate Australia and we can possibly show the rest of the world how this can be done in a lawful, peaceful manner because we know that nobody wants to, to squeeze a trigger. Uh, they do, we don't. We know that that's not the way to go. But anyway, so we've got four of us and uh, <laughs> we're, we're actually going to be hitting at least 15 candidates now, at least 15 and possibly more. And I'll, I'll, we'll address that later. Now, this is fantastic news for a couple of reasons because it shows the depth of skill and courage that the, the A1 and others have. This is just extraordinary. The whole purpose of A1, as you may have heard me say before, is to show everybody that they have sovereign power in their hands. Sovereign in the sense that all law derives from the individual. It doesn't come from a king, doesn't come from a queen or a prince, doesn't come from a tyrant. All law, logically, is derived from the individual. And that's what sovereignty, that's all it means. And, and people want to throw people in jail for mentioning the word sovereignty. But if you look it up, that is it. You are the source of all law. Now, when you're by yourself, you just do what you want. When we come together in a community, then we agree to a set of rules and we delegate some of that sovereignty to get things done. But the source of sovereignty is each and every one of us. And that's the whole point of this. We want to make sure that everyone can see on the screen somebody like them. Because you know, with my background in the military, I have certain skill sets, but not everything. And now we have Jackie, an entrepreneur and a wellness guru. Interesting combination. They're just brilliant. And she and her family are great. And you've got Frank, the hairdresser, but with more than just hairdressing behind him as well and his family. Again, wonderful people. And, and Dave and Mel and their family. And we're drawn together like a magnet to this idea of what we want Australia to be. And it's just extraordinary. And so we're going to put up uh, at least 15 names and possibly more. There are 21 seats up for contestation uh, in the upper house in the Legislative Council of this election. And you know what, we might just go for all 21. I don't know, we'll see how we go, but that wouldn't that be fun? Every 4.5% of the vote gets us a seat. And if we can completely collapse and degrade our opposition, and we don't actually have to do much because they're doing it to themselves quite, quite well. So thank you to the Liberal, Labor, National Greens and UAP, because they're all falling apart because they're all part of the cabal. They're all infiltrated by the Masonic filth, we know that. But we, we want people to look up and say, you know, I'm like him, I'm like her. If they can do it, so can I. If they can do it, so can I. And that's exactly the point. I mean, I never intended, I never saw myself doing this. Jackie didn't, Franco didn't, Dave certainly didn't, and nor of the others that put their hands up, but they realised this is a fight for our country. And this is, this is germane to how we are going to prevent this ever happening again. When the Australian people, go through these birthing pains of political maturity. When we come out the other side, this will never happen again because each and every one of us will understand that all law derives from us and our consent. 
and we can, we can withdraw that at any time, at any time. And that's exactly how it should be. The government works for us. The government doesn't tell us what to do. And there are mechanical and technical things that we are going to put in a place to make sure at every stage of the electoral cycle, regardless of where we are, that people may withdraw consent. And just like the Americans, when push comes to shove, no piece of parchment is going to stop a, a nine millimeter round. So we're going to make sure we back up that capacity to withdraw our consent with the right to self-defense, which is part of natural law. Every animal on this planet has the right to defend themselves. That includes humans. And we're going to make sure that we do that. And so I'll just finish on this point just so we're clear that this isn't just highfalutin words and nice ideas. This has to be backed by hard uh, practical steps. The reason the, the cabal has not won, and there's one ultimate reason why we will we have succeeded and we are succeeding, will succeed, and that's the U.S. Second Amendment. The right to defend yourself. That's got nothing to do. Guns have got nothing to do with the hunting and the rest. No. Nope. Because we know through all of human history, tyrants grab power and will never take it, they give it back willingly. And because all law derives from us, every one of us, whether you're a millionaire from Point Piper or a prostitute from Emerald in Queensland, we are all equal. Our rights are equal. Our sovereignty is equal. And we agree to delegate those rights to people to do some work on our behalf. And when they don't, we sack them. Or in the words of Donald Trump, they're fired. Thank you, Ricardo. Um, on that note, um, for those who are not aware of Australian law, those of us who live here, um, could you explain the impact on Australians because we do not have a Bill of Rights in this country? Absolutely, more than happy to address that. And, and, and it's exactly for that reason we intend to hold a constitutional convention in 2024 to establish a new constitution and enumerate. This is certainly our preferred solution. It's up to the people, of course, but our preferred solution is to have an enumerated Bill of Rights and Responsibilities. But we have a, uh, you have a constitutional republic. We have a, uh, a constitutional monarchy, which is a, a hangover from our history, being part of the British Empire and not having fought a revolutionary war as you did. And so we have uh, no enumerated rights. We have implied rights in our constitution. But on top of those implied rights, which are very weak at times, because depending on the, the, uh, the individuals making up our government and the individuals making up our high court, which is the highest court in the land, it's the equivalent of your Supreme Court. Depending on their mood or, and how many babies they raped that week and how much leverage people have over them, which is the reality of politics and judiciary and constabulary in this country, the, the Constitution means nothing. It really doesn't. We don't have the right to self-defence. It might be implied. But our High Court is so asinine, they recently determined that because somebody felt like they were Australian, they should be allowed to uh, have Australian rights, believe it or not. It was a New Zealander who had a, an Aboriginal mother and felt Australian, so he should be Australian. This is the this is the level of incredible legal stupidity that our high court, the highest court in the land, is now passing. So it, it means nothing. So we have no we have no pushback. We have nothing in writing that says we can. Now the fact that we have patiently stood by and consistently stated that we wish to have a constitutional, lawful, and peaceful solution in the face of the most egregious assaults by the police against us 
physical and emotional and moral. It speaks volumes to the Australian people. Now we can we can fight. <laughs> we don't mind a stash, but we know when uh, we don't start fights. We can certainly finish them. But that's where we are. So we don't have a constitutional republic like you. We're a constitutional monarchy, which is antiquated. It, it fails the test of, of meeting the people's needs. And we certainly have no rights to uh, bear arms. In fact, we had a prime minister, a gentleman called John Howard, who used a, what we believe is a false flag operation in Port Arthur to strip us of our weapons. And unfortunately, everybody joined in and, and handed their weapons. Fortunately for some, there's some terrible accidents during the period. Rifles were just falling off the back of boats and, you know, off the back of the ute um, and never to be seen again. But unfortunately, most people handed them back. And so they had to strip us of our weapons before they could advance their um, their agenda. And thankfully, the average Australian has enough courage and spirit to stand up to the arms with nothing but who they are, which is fantastic. So we, our constitutional problem is quite profound. We have very good solutions to it. We've been researching it. We're going to have the Constitutional Convention 2024. I lean heavily on on a couple of things, this being one, and you'll recognise that. Constitution of the United States and Declaration of Independence. And, and on top of that, the uh, the Federalist Papers, which is an extraordinary piece of political writing, probably the best ever, informed by the best. And we're leaning upon, heavily upon that. And so I'm, I'm absolutely confident that in the future we will have and this, this will offend the sensibilities of the Americans, but we're going to have the greatest country on the planet because, unfortunately, you've got some baggage that we don't have, thankfully. And uh, we're going to give you a run for your money. So if the U.S. ever collapses, don't worry. But they, we're open for business. You can always make a new home here. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that, Ricardo. Um, I had a meeting with um, someone with whom I'm spiritually aligned this morning and I asked him about Australia knowing that this meeting was coming up this afternoon and I said what is it about Australia that is so extraordinary in this movement around the world and he said um, because we are geographically so far removed from the European filth we, we think we're in filth here right and and the darkness in America and he also said something very interesting. It's our energetic location so close to Antarctica. And he said, this country will be freed first and America will follow. And I'm not going to cry right now, but I would just like, um, like your response, um, each of your response to that, um, that little message I received this morning. Yeah, well, as I said, you gave me this, uh, I didn't get the same response then, but when Laura actually gave me that response before, man, I had goosebumps starting at my soles and my feet running up through my legs. Okay, and again, you know, this spiritual side of things, this is the war we're in, guys. Okay, so this is where we listen and this is how we know what we're doing, all right, because, you know, our spirits align with all this. So, yeah, that just, that just, you know, we already know here in Australia what's going on. We already know God's got this. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, we're being put in a position to actually bring it home. You know what I mean? And uh, we've got a whole team of people. We've got a whole bundle of, um, you know, supporters out there or whatever you would call them, viewers, family, whatever word you would like to. But we've got this conglomerate of people that know where we are, 
know that within, and this is what we've got to get through to them, know that within six months you'll be in a digital wallet. Six months after that, you the major towns will be locked into 15-minute cities. So this is it. This is a biblical movement. This is a spiritual movement. God has put this together. So all these little pieces just reinforce to us that we're doing the right thing. We're on the right path. And, um, yeah, thank you to whoever that was. But, again, you watch um, watch all the Clint Clement prophecies and that, guys. You know what I mean? You know, we know. We know exactly where we are. We know whose battle this is. All we got to do is pick up the sword, you know, enter the battle, you know, and keep it loving and peace, you know, and that's the hard part. You know, these guys just want us to come at them. You know, that's how they wanted me to do the other day. You know, they want to get under our skin. They want to wear you down. They want to get you to a point where you're going to snap. You know what I mean? They're very, very good at what they do. But we just ignore them and we keep going. And now we've got this focus point in Australia, which is the election. And I, I believe firmly that God has put this together. We will move through the state. We will move through the federal and we will sort this out because it can't go any further. It's uh, It just can't. So, yeah, there's my comment on that. Thanks, Laura. Ricardo, anything to say on that? Oh, and that was Antonio Manzo, by the way, um, Dave. So yeah, no, Jackie and, uh, let Jackie and Franco go next because people are probably tired of hearing from me. Well, go, Jackie, oh, baby. Yeah. Okay. Um, going on that, like anyone that's listening here is obviously at some part they're they're awake to some degree and we've all got information coming in and no doubt it's going to continue to come in. But the whole big picture of this, we all know, is light and dark. Yes, there's physical aspects, governments, medical, you know, all the different satanic stuff that all, you know, communism, it all comes into part of the play that's not one thing in particular. But what I see on a big scale, and, and I've been delving into self and self-improvement, all those sorts of things. I've travelled the world, done it all, meditated regularly. I do every morning, early hours of mornings, been all over the world, saw it all. What I see through all of this is the perfection in all of it. Humanity has became globally, had has become so perverted, so far from our natural human god-given gifts that something big had to happen so when you you've seen over the last couple of years freedom fighters when it's going to happen when is it going to happen you know ricardo said this ricardo said that no trump hasn't done this the white hats haven't done this but where it all is is perfection we're all waking up people jabbed unjabbed whatever for they're all waking up. It is the great awakening. We have got it. If there's help, fantastic. But if there isn't help, we've we've got this, even in to our New South Wales election. I firmly believe, and through feedback that's coming through, we can do this without any help bar the people that are waking up to something's wrong. And that's not even in the last couple of weeks, people that are as asleep as you possibly can be. No idea what's going on in the world, but know something's wrong and are prepared to, oh, well, yeah, I know you, Jackie, I'll vote for you. Or, and the same as Franco or all the other people that have come on board what Dave said, this train. It is coming. We are going to, the cracks are forming. We've got it. Humanity is waking up. And what it's 
I see is people are having to truly dig deep. We've all been through trauma as you wake up to the reality that the world isn't what you thought it was. And we are all becoming better. And that's what has to happen. It's not about just fixing it. We have to be better people and we are becoming better people. We are becoming selfless, not selfish. And I see it, not just the few people that are standing up and leading the way, but everyday people, everyday Australians are becoming better. And, and that's why I know we've got this. Absolutely got it on a physical plane. New South Wales election, we've got it. That cracks through. We've got it, guys. That's me. Thank you, sweetie. Hey, Franco. Hey, Laura. How are you? Um, it's, a, it's an interesting um, paradigm right now is because Australia's never had to fight for its own country. And we've fought many battles across the world and across the globe, but um, we've never really stood up for our own nation. And this is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle right now is that we're actually fighting for our country. And it's not a metaphor. It's just a fact. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest problem. But there is a great awakening. It's happening as we speak. Um, I'm, I'm encountering it every day because obviously I have close contact with my clients and people throughout the street. And, and I'm, um, I'm pretty vocal. Uh, and I'm, I'm also very approachable in my community. So I talk to a lot of people. And um, even today when I did a small film um, for, for uh, my candidacy, I was standing at the beach this, uh, this morning and some bloke just come up and realised that we were filming and he, he realised that I was um, running in, in, in some political sphere. But, you know, he was actually just, you know, letting out, he was venting what he, his own frustration. And so there's, there's a strong element of that right now. People have had an absolute gutful in this nation. This overreach from our governments, you know, they've got it so horribly wrong. And that's the beautiful thing about it. And then that's to the great Lord himself because, um, you know, there's, there's things that are unravelling and they can't, you know what, they've got no more sticky tape to actually patch it together anymore. And right, they know that the snowball has actually started and they're not going to be able to stop it. And I can get, I can sense it. And, the, and, and my day-to-day, -day, um, you know, talking to my clients and what have you, and I've had the fortunate uh, ability to be able to wake quite a few of them up. Matter of fact, one one of my clients is actually, you know, she's she's like a little lioness. She's she's now reporting to every politician known to the known to the state, and she's built up these amazing profiles. And I'll tell you, now, actually, this is a great story. Um, she, we've got a we've got a hospital on the northern beaches, which is actually being handed over by a third party. This is the problem with our country is that we've been third party operated for quite a while, and so we've got all these. Um, and that's where the decentralisation of our funding is coming into effect because we have third-party ownership. Um, and there's a hospital in the Northern Beaches where, you know, the Australians bought this thing for $1.2 billion in terms of the Australian taxpayers' dollars. Anyway, this client of mine um, had reached out to one of the TILs, who's part of the World Economic Forum, um, because with Simon Holmes of Court, they call themselves the TILs. Anyway, um, they thought that she was going to have a meeting based around this hospital, you know, because it's a big, it's a big news in the, in, the, in the local area. People are pretty outraged by the fact that, you know, there, there's a third-party ownership on this hospital, which they've actually paid for. The taxpayers paid for this hospital. 
anyway, um, so she'd made this appointment, and 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 Sophie obviously thought that you know that she was going to have this interview based around this 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 deal that went wrong. But the beautiful thing was, my client went in with about a forty-page dossier about vaccine injuries, and she caught it completely by off guard and completely by surprise. Matter of fact, she was doing a a presentation at some sort of um, art gallery today and Sophie was supposed to be there, but guess what? She cancelled that appointment, right? Because she's starting to feel the heat. The heat is on. And all these candidates around, the, I call them a vacuum. They're just a vacuum of space. And so, um, yeah, we've got this 100%. There's no question about it. And um, the good Lord's taking care of it. And um, But, yeah, we have to fight. Australians have to fight for their country. This is for the first time you've actually got to fight for your country. So there you go, Laura. Thank you. That's an incredible story. And yes, I I agree. It it it's you know, Australia's the lucky country, you know, it's barbecues and the beach and you know that that hoags, you know, image that everyone has of Australia, but this is it's it's a battleground now. And um, you know, I came here in 1980 and it's just not a, even recognizable. There, it's, it's incredible how much it's changed in, in less than a generation. So thank you, Franco. Um, Ricardo, do you have anything else to say? Absolutely. Just to, as a segue from uh, Franco's point about the, the New South Wales taxpayers paid $1.1 billion for this hospital and was sold for a dollar to somebody else. In addition to that, that's just one of any number of examples. There are, for example, the New South Wales taxpayers also pay for 13 dams which have been handed over to private corporations. Now, the Australian farmers can't get water, but 13 dams went to private corporations. And this touches upon our, our strategy for this election. We're not going in to get elected so we can horse trade and make the deals for ourselves and get our snouts in the trough. Now, if we get in, no, when we get in, we have a four-year term, minimum 200K. That's a nice little uh, salary if you can get it, but we're not going to be there for four years. We're giving ourselves six months to get in there and reveal so much evidence of crime that the people of New South Wales will, if not physically throw the politicians out, will certainly force a resignation. One a week. Every week we'll be forcing the resignation by sheer evidence of crime from that parliament. The parliament will collapse under its own weight very, very within that six-month period. And so that's the works. But to your initial point about the spiritual aspects of this, we have to do what we have to do. We just can't sit back and wait for the good Lord to do what the plan says. We've got to activate that plan. And we just got to keep out of his way. But we have to act. And this was one of the irritating facts when um, going back when people saying, trust the plan, trust the plan. And we're saying, yeah, trust the plan, but get off us and do something. <laughs> people weren't. They just weren't doing it. And they just weren't doing it. And then they just didn't do it again. And the idea was, yeah, trust the plan. You know, Q's got a plan. That's fantastic. The good Lord's got a plan. That's even better. But we still have to play our part. And that's why I'm so excited about these A1 people. And as I said, we're going to have 15 candidates and maybe more maybe more running. So for every vote in New South Wales, you can support the status quo, you can keep injecting the kids, or you can not. But the whole point is this. And for those of you who don't like this God talk all the time because it just irritates you because it's a crutch by, needed by weak people because they can't 
prop up their own lives. And those of you, and I have some relatives and friends that are big on this. They're big on the science. They want science. They want evidence. They, the science is settled, really. Well, I'll tell you what. I bet you none of you have got the temerity to buy and read this book, Stephen Meyer, Pure Science, Nothing and even the atheists are reading this. The atheist scientists are reading this and saying, wow, looks like he's got a point. And the summary of all of this book, if you can keep up with it, is simply this. There is a powerful intelligence outside of space, time, energy and matter. Just think about that for a minute. Outside of space, time, energy and matter. Now, if you can get your head around that, you're doing well because it's, it's incomprehensible to us. But the science indicates that there is a powerful intelligence outside of space, time, energy, and matter, which is daily involved in our lives. Well, how do you prove the second bit? The first bit, so how do you prove the second bit? Okay, let me give you a couple of examples. Entropy. This is the, the propensity of the universe to move towards chaos. And yet, everything in the universe moves towards order. Look at the cell, the human cell. It's not just a clump of cells, just the human cell. The complexity is a data-holding machine within the DNA. Data, information, placed there by intelligence. This is not spooky stuff. This is hard science. You can't have order without a powerful intelligence pushing that order. Otherwise, we, we collapse. Another one, and here's another one for you. Scientific evolution, scientific discoveries, rather, of the human race over the millennia. Everybody sort of thinks it sort of climbs up and we go and we, and we end up starting the mud and end up in the stars. Well, it doesn't go like that. If you look at it, what happens is we go up and then we drop. And then we go up and then we drop. And then we go up and then we drop. Someone or something is interfering and helping us along, guys. If you can read, if you can think for yourself, if you let go of your ideology, you realize there is this powerful intelligence. And all we have done, myself, Guru, Franco, um, Jackie and all the others. And it's it's interesting how we've all come together because there's no requirement to be a believer in this movement. By goodness me, I'll tell you what, the believers have something in them that the others don't. You're lacking, you're missing. There's a big God-sized hole there, and you don't have to use the word God. That's the one I use. You can use whatever else. The universal source, energy, whatever. It makes no difference. There is a plan. Do what you must to keep out of his way or her way or its way, whatever we're going to call it. It doesn't make any difference. There is a plan, play a role, choose a side, act. It's really as simple as that. And that's what A1 has been. We, it's what has attracted everybody to this movement. And we have tens of thousands of people around the country. What has attracted everyone to this movement is the idea of what we want Australia to be. And as Laura said, it's unrecognizable. I mean, I'm about to turn 63. So I've been around the buoy a few times and I have seen this place change a lot. And what you think Australia is would not have been recognisable 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It has changed. Now, here's the good news. And I'll leave you on a really good note before we go to the next part of the show. Think of the hundreds of billions of dollars that the globalists and the cabal have been pushing against us to keep us dumb, to keep us uninformed, to keep us fat, lazy and unhealthy, to eat us the wrong, eating the wrong food, drinking the wrong drinks. Hundreds of billions of dollars over decades. And it's still a 50-50 decision. Think about it. If it was easy, if we were intrinsically racist, misogynist, brutal, uh, soulless, greedy, it'd be easy to destroy us. And yet, with all of this effort on their part, 
it's still a 50-50 decision. Now imagine, here's the future, guys. We take these people down, and we will. We will spring to where we normally are. You will see in Australia, you'll see the planet Earth of such wealth, abundance, happiness, health, selflessness, joy, because that's our natural state. We have been compressed into these situations where we have responded poorly. You take that away. We all return to what we should be, we always were. And it's a planet I remember. And Jackie wouldn't, of course, because she's only 29, but you know, that, that, she's just a young lady on the way up. <laughs> but the point is, guys, understand once that pressure comes off, we are going to return to what we are. And it is the most magnificent place. Australia first. How cool is that? We're going to be first to show the rest of the world what this place is going to look like. You are, and in a real practical sense, and I mean this, because you've had trillions of dollars stolen from you. You've worked broken backs, working hard. You can't get ahead. Your kids can't get ahead. Your grandkids can't get ahead. You turn on the radio, and they're teaching your kids how to dress in drag. Nobody says a word. You think that's normal? <laughs> no, it's not. All of that evaporates. All of it. And all of a sudden, life will be good. You'll be richer, happier, healthier, wealthier, everything. More at peace, more attuned to God, more connected to the universe. And abilities that have been put to sleep will reawaken and you will not believe what you really are. When you discover what you truly are, everything changes. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you so much, Ricardo. Yeah, I personally feel that the cabal doesn't mind what we believe as long as they can control it. If it's true or false, it doesn't matter. As long as they can keep us distracted and out of our hearts and disconnected from, from our creator, they're, they're peachy. They're, they've got us. You know, we're out of our hearts. We're in our minds, busy, chasing money, chasing whatever. And, and I, I'm, I have here on my list, and Ricardo must have known that I had this here. If you could share um, a book that you would recommend. I want each of you to do that. I know that you've done that, Ricardo. If you could share a book or a movie or something. Um, and I also want each of you to share, if you could just, a strategy that you've used to help we know the spirit of God is what wakens people. They need that, that wake, you know, wake up Neo moment themselves. But I mean, Franco's obviously had some success kicking that door open, just a crack, just enough light comes in where they begin to question their reality and see that there's something wrong. If you could each just share, because there are people listening right now who so are aligned with us and want to help but they just feel inadequate and, and they don't have the tools. So if each of you would just share your something from your toolkit to assist the, the folks listening, I'd really appreciate it. And I know they would too. We're all sort of in different positions here. You know what I mean? So this is a very interesting, very, very good question, Laura. I love it. The two that I would pull out and you can see how, uh, well worn this one is guys if it gets in front of the uh all right that's just my bible all right so yeah i believe that's a very very good book but the book that i need to be living by at the present time with what i'm doing guys is this here okay that's where we are 
if nobody's read The Art of War, you need to get it into your head, okay? Because this is what we're dealing with, guys, fifth generation, okay? This is what we're up against. If you don't know this book, you don't know this war. If you don't know this book, you don't know what you're going to be doing in this war because we are in the art of war. Okay, so that I would highly recommend that anyone that can get their hands on that. And this one, this is, I think I've got to collect it. Yeah, Kaz, uh, Kaz bought me this one actually a while ago. But, um, yeah, for anyone who hasn't got it, I suggest that. Open this thing anywhere you want. doesn't matter. Wherever you go and open them pages, man, the good Lord will just send you to somewhere and it'll have some meaning. And that's how I use this. Do I religiously read this? No. But I often just go like that, open it up and hold on, man. And I'll tell you what, we got that much going on in our life, guys. He's always talking to you through something, you know. So, yeah, there's my two books that are relative to me at this present time um, in where we are. Thanks, Dave. Franco, you have anything to share there, sweetie? Uh, yeah, um, I, I think it's it's really important. It, I, I learned a really good catchphrase many, many years ago. It's called the two-to-one ratio. So you do double the listening and less the talking, and you find your right moments. And um, and in doing so, you know, they use it as a, as a selling point. You know, salespeople use it as a, as a way to make a sale, but I've used it in order to get into people's psyche where we just sow the seeds or sow the seeds of thought or sow the seeds of, of deception or whatever it is. And so I've used that. Um, is, and what I've done is I haven't taken people down to the, the deep end. I mean, we've all been down the deep end, so there's, you know, um, but I pick on topics that are actually relative in the now, uh, things that are on a local basis and something that they can actually um, almost sort of regurgitate themselves. I think it's important when you do uh, talk to the normies is that um, you've got to give them bite sizes. You know, don't give them the whole steak uh, because they won't be able to handle it. Uh, and there's, that, there's, a, there's, there's another thing is that allow them to chew the meat, otherwise I'll spit the bones out. And we don't want that either. We want them to keep chewing. And when that's chewing, they know it's deep in their thought and deep in their psyche. So I tend to use those strategies. And it's just by using local events and local things. It's almost like a did you know circumstances. You know, have you heard about this lately? Have you heard about that lately? Um, and so on. And then I build them up, pro, you know, progressively from that. Um, and so that's been really, really effective because all of a sudden I'm sort of talking at their level um, and not taking them to where I, into all the discoveries that I've gone into. I think it's, um, it's going to take a while for people. But it's funny, you know, it doesn't take long before they uh, want to know a little bit more and a little bit more each time. And um, and as far as the books go, look, my wife will help, have a good laugh at this. I buy a lot of books and she does the reading. <laughs> she She's laughing now. She reads them all. <laughs> and then she fills me in because, <laughs> you know, but uh, she'll laugh and she goes, oh, yeah, you bought another book. I know. When are you going to read that one next? You know what I mean? So um, I buy a lot of books. And um, actually, I bought the last collection I bought was the uh, the Cedars, yeah, the Russian book. And they've been. I must admit, I have read one or two of those books actually. So uh, I'm on a roll at the moment, and uh, they've been wonderful. But I do, uh, for, yes, Jackie's just pulled it up right now. 
And uh, but yeah, my my wife's still laughing at the fact that I buy so many books and she reads them all for me. So, <laughs> but like I said, you've got to give everyone bite sizes, you know, and um, and just wait. They'll tell you exactly where they're at when you and when you've got them, then you just uh, add a little bit more and add a little bit more, and you slowly wake them up. Brilliant stuff, Franco. Thank you. Yes, we're going to be covering the Ringing Cedars series um, because it's amazing. And I I wondered if that was going to be Jackie's go-to. But go ahead, Jackie. I don't want to step on your on your line, sweetie. Yeah, you know me too well. Um, no, I truly have been a bookworm. I've got. Uh, and I'm not 29. I've, if I'm 29, Ricardo, I've had a bloody hard life, I can assure you. <laughs> but, no, um, I'm 55. So for at least 40 years I have been reading and doing the self-development stuff. So I've got bookcases from Eckhart Tolle to Ram Dass to the whole lot of them. Like I said, I've travelled the world, lived in the ashrams, done the pilgrimages to find out for myself. But... And every, every part's a journey. So I think the reason why, for me personally, why I could go down all the holes, first rally traumatised and then bounce out of it fighting is because I had done that self-work. So people have got to do the self-work. But for me personally, these books, the Anastasia book, the Rowan there, the Ringing Cedars of Russia, I've come across them in the last, oh, probably nine months or so. They are a very easy read, but they put all the pieces of the puzzle together. It's like that million-piece puzzle that we're all getting fed information at any one time from the very beginning of time to right now to the battle that we're in. They put it together. But for those people, if going back to your question, Laura, how can the people at home that are or the people that are listening when they're having their bad days, what do they do? Always go back to your heart. Go back, just stop for a moment and just go back to your heart, breathe, stop. Let yourself calm down and just be. And and the answers will come. You'll get the strength. Step outside of the fear. We're, we're fine. We are going to be fine. And just remember the main thing and the main thing that comes from these books is the power that we have, a God-given gift that we could really step out the side, outside the square here and say that every species in the universe wants is what we were given because we were made in the likeness of God and we've got the gift of humanity and we've got that maturity gland. I, think, I don't know if that's how you say it, but the third eye that's been calcified from the darkness but you can, you can bring it back. You go back to your own power. You don't need anybody else to save you. Go back to your own power. The answers will come when you stay still. Don't be in fear because just remember, if I say to anybody, the days that you wake up and you're scared and you're overwhelmed, if you're overwhelmed, if you're in fear, you're feeding that dark energy. That's exactly how they want. So it doesn't, a lot of awake people were so in fear and I'd say, stop being fearful because you've got the ability to create. We create our world. Everything is from thought. You create your own reality. Yes, there's outside influences, but instead step aside that, be present, 
don't have fear. That's why I'm on this gravy train with these guys. Roller coaster into New South Wales. I don't have fear. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to be dead. We're going to be dead one day anyway. So stop being fearful. Stop being attached to your mentality and go for it. Step outside. For the ones that are in New South Wales, Australia, come and help us get all of us into Parliament. That's one physical way of doing it. If you know where you're overseas, get back out in nature. Create your community. Just start being a voice. I want people to lead you and tell you what to do. Start being your own leader. Take responsibility for your day to day, your happiness day. That's me. Over and out. Oh, Jackie, I love you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we've forgotten what we are. We're eternal light beings and we are. We're co-creators and let's get it done, eh? Um, thank you for that. I, I know everyone's been really helped by all of that advice. Ricardo, I'm going to come back to you now. If there's anything you want to top up with that. And um, my final questions for you before we open to the audience, um, we know that they're going to cheat, um, but we know that you have a plan without giving the dark anything that they don't need to know. What would you like to tell the New South Wales voters, um, advice, um, where can we get the t-shirts, the pamphlets, all of the things that we're going to need, um, and, and I'll, after that, um, I'm going to open it up to the admins to ask their questions and then um, our listeners as well. So I'll hand it over to you now, Ricardo. Thank you. Thank you. Just before I answer that, let me just double up on the book thing. And I wrote, I've been in a leadership game for 25 years in the military and then since then. And that's why I wrote the book. Now, nothing I ever read in the military or anywhere was comprehensive enough to understand it. The reason, I'm sorry, hold that steady. The reason I'm holding this up is because a lot of people want to, but they don't know the how. They just don't know what to do next. How do I lead? How do I lead? I've never had to lead. You have, you have known about it. Every parent's a leader. And the, and the fundamentals of raising a family are identical to the fundamentals to creating a civilization. In fact, that's where civilizations are born. They are born in families. Civilizations don't create families. Families create civilizations. So start by being a great parent. If you don't like average kids, don't be an average parent. I'm not trying to be rude, but just trying to be accurate. But the hard practical skill sets, the, the the art of leadership and the science of leadership are both in this book. If you don't want to buy it, that's fine. Go to the library and, and borrow it. In fact, one gentleman went to the library three times, borrowed it three times, and eventually said, bugger, I'm going to buy one. But this contains, you know, a quarter of a century of experience in leadership, real practical stuff, but it's not military. Please understand that. This is, uh, yeah, it's written by a lieutenant colonel, but, the military knows about command, which is the lawful execution of authority. Leadership is something very, very different. Leadership is what uh, Jackie was talking about. That's it, it, that's where it comes from. So that's I just want to make that point. Go online, grab it, buy it, read it, apply it, and you'll find a surprising read. It's not what you expect from a left-handed colonel, like I promise you that. Okay, in terms of the election now, are they going to cheat? Of course they're going to cheat. That's why we call them cheaters, because they cheat. These are not nice people. And understand why they just give you context of the, the nature of the, the adversary we are facing. Anybody that's in any position of authority in this country, in any sphere, is likely compromised. Somebody's got a picture of them doing something they shouldn't be doing. 
It's as simple as that. That's how you get up to the top in this country. There's a level beyond which you will not advance unless you are part of Masonic filth and you don't get to be part of Masonic filth until you've taken an oath to sacrifice your life for everything else but good. They think, a lot of them actually think they're um, they're praising God. <laughs> Wrong one, guys. Sorry. But anyway, so these people are bad. They're very, very bad people. They will cheat. So a couple of simple strategies. First of all, we're all running in the upper house. That's like the Senate for New South Wales. It's called the, the Legislative Council. Any registered elector in New South Wales can vote for us, any of them. This is not based on an electorate. So everybody in this state can now vote for us. And every 4.5% of the vote we get, we get one seat. So make sure we get as much as we can, guys. Now, everyone can vote. The rule is get the word out and tell as many people as you can. If you get pushed back, that's fine. It takes four or five iterations of a message before the mind starts to accept it. Now, where do you get all the material? This is going to be a people-led election in the sense that we have 93 electorates and each electorate has anywhere between 50, uh, sorry, 15 to 40 booths and each one of those has to be manned. So we're going to, we're working on that right now with a, an excellent team of the most professional people you can imagine. It's a very slick organization here behind the scenes. I'm just the lucky guy up front. And they're putting together the, the actual mechanics for how it's done. But the short version is this. You'll go to a website. The website will then point you to, will give you overarching information about all the candidates. You can go to individual candidates to see them as well. And on that website, you can download the how to vote cards once they are ready, because they're not ready yet. The uh, the policy platform, the strategy we intend to apply. Did you know sheets? And the did you know sheets are information on the, the state of affairs in New South Wales and Australia. And this is the sort of stuff you can download and print off yourself and distribute. Follow the instructions to make sure you stay within the Electoral Commission's rules for uh, political material during an election period. Follow the rules, but just download it. You want a T-shirt? Download the design, get the T-shirts made. You want a, a bunch of you to get a, bit, get a price? Same goes. Now, that may, or may, may not change, but all the information you want to know about what to do and how to do it will be on the website. Give us a little bit more time to get it up. We're still putting it together. But that's where you go. We even have, uh, as uh, Dave uh, Guru um, intimated, we've got a an army of people coming from Queensland. They're going to jump the border south and help us in the northern parts of New South Wales. We've got the Victorians jumping north to the southern part of New South Wales, and we've got Australians jumping east to hit the uh, the eastern part of uh, New South Wales. So whilst it is a, a large and unprecedented uh, attempt, we, are, we will have the entire state covered. You'll have you'll know how to vote, where to vote, and when to do it. Now, the win is important. Please do not vote early because the evidence is uh, is overwhelming that what they do is they get the pre-poll votes in the boxes, they throw those boxes away, and they replace them with boxes that they have pre-loaded with the votes that they want. And if you think that's a stretch, at the last election, uh, in at least one occasion, they found... There you go. And one, on one occasion, they found an industrial bin with uh, masses of votes inside the um, the bin. This happens every election. See, to the Liberal, Labor, Nationals, Greens and UAP, election elections are a joke. You've never had a free and fair election in this country in your lifetime. And that's not me talking. That is, if I can find the books, where is she? No, nope, not there. The uh, Dr. Amy McGrath.
Rick just froze out, I think. Yep, Ricardo's frozen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a couple of hours done, guys. This is just what we're doing in Wollongong here. Me and Mel went to the printers yesterday, and we're going to change these a little bit. Once you get them done, you know, we've got something else going. We're going to explain the SYNAC down the bottom there and a few different things. But and more or less, that's what we're doing down here at the mall. There's be letterbox dropped as well. Um, we've also got, yeah, the, the election that's actually going in. And now these were just sort of some templates. But we've got a 1,000 out the hand around down here just to – wake people up. We put a one lady on the road with a few, but uh, yeah, shout out to the printers down in Wollongong for uh, yeah looking after us. So I, I give them an Illawarra print and design. Great guys, walked straight in there. We just looked after us straight away, man. Bang, you know, the small guys. So if anyone's out there doing this, try not to go to the office works, right? And the quick copies, guys, all right? We've got little dudes like this around, right? Private people. Right, they need our help, and they can do just as I think. I got these down on five thousand. I think I do about eight cents each or something on good GSM and that. You know what I mean? So yeah, we bought. You know, we got a thousand printed yesterday, Arvo. But yeah, I think we paid for a five thousand bundle or something. Look after your local people. Don't go to the big ones. All right, you just give your money to friggin' Blackguard and Van um Blackguard, <laughs> Blackrock and Vanguard. All right, go to your locals, your local printers in your local area. Get these guys on board. Promote. But when they print these, guess who it's printed by? Illawarra Print and Signage, 282 Kira Street, Wollongong. Right, they get their own promotion. All right, so get these guys out here. Get your little guys. Do not go to Officeworks. Please, guys, don't do it, okay? Or quick copy. Get to your little guys. Support them. They'll support you. Excellent advice, Dave. Thank you. Um, yeah, Ricardo, as soon as he mentioned that lady's name, he froze. He's returned. Thank you, Rick. Um, did you have anything to um, finish off there, Ricardo, before we lost you? So thanks for that. Sorry for the, the interruption. Obviously, I hit somebody's soft, soft spot. Um, do not vote early. Vote on the day. It's worth staying in a queue for an hour or so to save your country, folks. More importantly, save your children. And this is what this is all about. At bottom, if we do nothing else except save children's lives, this has been absolutely worth every moment. And that's what it's about. Because if we cannot save our children, if we cannot save our unborn, our most innocent, our most precious possessions, for want of a better word, these little souls, if we cannot protect them, we forfeit our right to be called a civilization. We have become pre-biblical barbarians and deserve to be evaporated from the face of the earth. So, ladies and gentlemen, get there. Get there on uh, election day. Spread the word. Get the word out there as much as possible. This is about saving the kids, whether it's saving the kids from the jab and certain death, whether it's saving the kids before they're even, excuse me, before they're even born. This is about saving the children. Yes. Ricardo. Thank you. Go ahead, Jackie, sweetie. Ricardo, am I able to mention a certain major polling booth through your election? What happened for the evening of scrutineering? That's a yes, Jackie. I got, yeah, it's just gone. Down. What? Yeah, what happened? We had a major. Um, I ran Ricardo's campaign back in May last year for the federal election, and we had. Um, the major centre in his electorate. 
huge. We had two weeks of pre-polling, huge pre-polling. There was more pre-polling come through than what there were on election day. Now, the gentleman that was going, well, that was the scrutineer for that night, highly intelligent person, knew the scrutineer's book backwards. That particular centre, now our closing of voting was at 6pm and all our scrutineers in all the other booths were waiting to go in. We had one scrutineer that was one minute late because there was a mix-up handing over the, the envelopes, blah, blah, blah. They did not let her in, okay? But fast forward to a, one of the other parts of the electorate, the big one, the main one, and they didn't open their doors till 20 past six. When they opened their doors, all the boxes were open. My scrutineer said, how has this happened? No answers. Then he also asked where, because it was the major pre-polling centre, also asked where are all the pre-polling boxes? No answer. They've gone. They've left the building. Completely illegal. Afterwards, he didn't have a leg to stand on, so the, the boxes were open, completely illegal. In that electorate, I'm pretty sure it was seven, seven or eight of our scrutineers went to the trouble of doing stat decks, the whole lot, sending it into the AED, and that was back on the 21st of May that was the election. All of those, all of those scrutineers have only ever received was a generated email that we will look into it. So that is the level of corruption in our government. One of the levels. One of the, that's what I saw, and all the people in Ricardo's electorate saw. And we know after the elections, all the freedom fighters that stood up that last election for the first time in their lives. I think the electoral commission have never, ever, ever seen that amount of people doing scrutineering. It was always only red and blue, but yeah, that's what happened on the ground here. Yeah, that um, Australian Electoral Commission is completely cabal-ridden. Um, thank you for sharing that story, Jackie. Well, I just want to say thank you to the four of you. Um, I know that folks have questions. Um, I so appreciate your grace toward me, and I just love you all so much. And I'm going to hand it over to Patriot Mike now. Please know anyone listening, if there's anything I can ever do, just reach out to me. Um, my heart's all for service, and I just, again, I love you all. Thank you so much, Mike. No problem, Laurie. did a really fantastic job. Um, thank all the candidates for joining us tonight. Like I said, it's very important that we get good in and we replace evil. Um, it's very vital, and it's very important that the citizens of every country ignores what the media is pushing and just go find the genuine patriots, uh, the people that are presenting good fruit on their trees, because that's the only way that we're going to have a better future for our kids and, and for our countries and to have a better future as one united people. Um, and now we'll get to questions. I did notice, well, uh, one of them just left. Um, Tony, you are up, but I would like to make it clear. Anyone that we call upon, if you come on here trolling, 
shilling or trash talking, you will be removed. I just want to make that clear. And Tony, you are up. If you want to unmute your mic, you can ask your question, sir. And Dell, you're next. Tony, are you with us? All right, go ahead, Dale. Yeah, g'day team. Uh, it's good to see uh, new faces finally and more candidates in New South Wales. It's uh, been on edge to see uh, your messages. That's great. Um, I just want to uh, send some, you know, high vibes and some exciting, exciting times coming ahead for you guys. And my question is, once you're in, are you guys prepared for uh, sore cheeks from all the big grins you'll have? I think we're, um, I think we're more than well prepared. And actually what's happened to me is someone, the Cooker Watch guys have actually sent Guru, listen to this, if you missed the show last night or whenever, but Guru at his uh, electoral address, residential address, has received um, some ladies' panties and they're padded ones. Okay, they got all the liners in them, and they've sent me two bundles of them, and uh, trying to put the put the uh, you know have a dig at Guru. But what these guys have actually done is, we understand that there are some pretty uh, prim and proper people in the parliament that we'll be dealing with, and we think these ladies' panties for a few of the gentlemen in parliament will probably be needed when this team here actually gets in there. So, firstly, you throw out the cooker watch for the padded panties. So when the boys are pissing themselves, they got something to you know something to wear, we can hand them out when we get there. But um, listen, guys, we, we've got a whole team here, okay? I'm a hand grenade, you know? Wilson's told you, I'm the hand grenade, okay? we got very intelligent people there. I'm a concreter, okay? we got Bozy, we got Jackie, we got Frank. You know, the barber, the barber's like the janitor and the rubbish person, okay? He knows everything, mate, okay? But, yeah, we are just going to go in. We are going to have certain, depending on how many people we get in, we will be strategically ready to go, guys, all right? And my job will be what I do now is just to go in there and put it out there. You know, I, I'm I'm all right with a the microphone. They won't beat me, you know. So I'd like the opening in the um, parliamentary time. I'd like to be the first cat off the bat to just smack another one. And behind me, we got all these guys coming up. Yeah, office two, thank you. After this, yes, yes, we'll see you. Yes, thank you. And just line them up. You know, and as Rick said, one a week in the public eye, that's what our job is. So we've got a maraud of people here with different skill sets, okay? And that's what we're going to use. We're not going in with a just a political view, you know. I haven't got a political view. I hate politics. I'm not in here for that. That's Rick's job. He's got all the procedures and fucking stuff like that, you know. I'm just going in to expose people because that's what I'm good at, you know. That's it. You know, we've all got a job. We all go in. We continue our same job when we get out. I'll still be doing media every night. You know, I want to be, after we've been in Parliament time and exposed to the people, we need to put it on my show at night. You know, and then the next day, have them turn up to Parliament and start up and go, well, hang on, mate. You've been caught. They exposed you. Get out of there. Who do you want in, guys? Well, we want so-and-so. Okay, let's have a vote. I don't know how that'll happen. That's Rick's job. Okay? Or someone else's job. But I know that's not my job. So what it is here, guys, is skill sets. I'm going to be under their skin, like John Wilson said. I will drive them freaking mad. That's my job. You already are, mate.
does uh, Jackie Franco or Rick want to comment on that as well? Or? Yeah, I'm ready. Bring it on. Completely ready. You know, and we've got so much ammunition now. And um, I can't wait. I can't wait to unload. Just keep on firing. Metaphorically, of course. <laughs> or just literally. <laughs> yeah. We're loaded. We're ready. We've got so much ammunition. Um, we've got so much intel, so much research that's gone into this. We're completely ready. And Thank I can you. add. And, as, and we're excited. And I can go from from my point of view. I've been a hairdresser to running a business to doing subdivisions to becoming a yoga teacher to be running music festivals. So I am not scared of politics. I have no fear and I'm out for truth and to fix this bloody country for our kids. That's me. But finish the, this off in terms of what's going to happen or how, how it's going to be once we get in there. For the first time, the Australian people, well, the New South Wales one anyway, you'll be able to finally unload directly because um, over the last many years, we've heard nothing but legitimate complaints against these people. Pick one, local councils. Man, can you imagine local councils when we start doing investigations into the unexplained wealth of local councillors and why certain property developers get certain preferences? And remember, we will have parliamentary privilege. We can't be sued for what we say. Think about that. Now, this is a warning to all the politicians. So all of you idiots out there that have got pre-selection for Liberal, Labor, National, Greens and UAP, you might want to have a think about that. You may want to, I don't know, slide off to the Philippines where you can join in your pedophile sex parties. Because, ladies and gentlemen, what you've got to understand, excuse me for getting a little bit pugnacious here, what, what you've got to understand about every fucking politician is none of them have anything. They don't have, a, they don't have a spine. They have no intestinal fortitude. They are puppets for somebody else. If you see their face, they're controlled by someone's face you cannot see. These people will fold. These, this thing will collapse like a house of cards. And they should be very, very scared. Now, the minister responsible for elections is, is Perite. He's the premier. And the head of the, the New South Wales Electoral Commission is a guy called John Schmidt. Now, who do you think the first two are going to target? Because Perite's dad was part of World Bank. Perite's dad, it would appear, it might not be, he might just be a good man with numbers. But this guy's right up there with the cabal. And why did Perite have Wilson Ball pictures? You know the one that, that Tom Hanks? the pedophile actor, the, the bloodied hand on the ball. Now, why would Perite put that picture on? Let me explain why symbolism is their, is their fall. Indian cricket betting is one of the most corrupt on the planet. Now, what you've got to understand, when big people with big money, they don't risk business ventures. They make the money. They get their money one way or the other. I can tell you a thousand stories about that. But when they make a bet, they don't make a bet hoping they'll win. They don't make an investment hoping they'll win. They guarantee the winner. Here's, here's a real story. Wealthy individual wants to place a big bet, wants to win. Man comes up and says, well, I can fix the game for you. It's India versus whomever. And if the Indians get shitty with me, I don't much care. This is your country. This is what's going on in your country. Fix your country, we'll fix ours. So rich man says, I want to put a bet down. And this guy says, well, I can control the outcome for you. Prove it to me. No problem. Fifth over. Fourth ball, he'll bowl a ball wide to the right. So they sit there, watch it, bang, it happens. Do it again, bang, it happens again. 
okay, so you can control enough of the game to get the result I want. Yes, here's my bet, and here's a payoff for you. This is why symbolism is their downfall. Perrottet, my guess, now maybe Perrottet is just a big fan of Tom Hanks, maybe. Maybe I'm just being very rude and unfair to a, a good, honest, honest, hardworking servant of the public. But why was he putting up pictures of Wilson with a bloody hand on the face, which has now been replicated by all the pedophile actors and actresses in Hollywood? I'm just asking a question, of course. Innocent, Perrottet, you know, good old Don Perignon might be just a good man and being misunderstood. He's happy to refute and I'm happy to apologise if I'm wrong. But he's the minister responsible for the election and Smith's the electoral commissioner. Now I'm guessing both of those guys, Smith particularly, might be needing those nappies that you uh, were gifted, uh, Guru. So you might want to send a packet to the uh, the commissioner, although that'll be accused that you'll be accused of intimidation. Isn't it interesting? They can send bikies down to your boat with the number plate, uh, abbreviated Lucifer number plate, to terrorise you all day and all night. And yet some radio announcer whose testicles are in somebody's personality mint calls uh, the cops onto you. See, what the point I'm trying to make here, ladies and gentlemen, is this. They call the New South Wales Parliament the bear pit. It's a tie. war. Only the strong survive. There are a bunch of soft cocks, every last one of them. They're going to, this is going to collapse like a house of cards. I'd be amazed if there's anybody standing up for the election. But they've all taken an oath. And they are now going to be given the opportunity to forfeit their lives. So enjoy your Masonic privileges for the last month, ladies and gentlemen, because they're about to go down and go down hard. All right. If anyone else has a question, if you press the middle button, we can definitely call on you. If anybody else has a question for Jackie, Franco, Rick, or Guru. Please press the middle button. While you're waiting, Mike, if I could just make a suggestion real quick. Um, If you live in New South Wales, you can rename your internet connection. You can go in and rename it. Ours says justice is coming, but we're going to change it to vote for Bozy and Guru. You can, you can, and then when people go searching for an internet connection, when it comes up on their device, they're going to see that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a way of reaching people. That's cool. That's, That's innovative. Hey, everybody. Nearly waking Michelle here. I was on um, your show last week, Guru. How you going, guys? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah. I just want to say I'm on board. I've got no questions because I'm still trying to work everything out. But I'm listening to you guys. Vietnam veterans' daughter, go us Aussies. Ricardo, I'm a daughter of a Vietnam veteran. And I tell you what, I'm honouring you, buddy. So much for that. Give your dad a big hug for us. Thank him. Yep, yep. Um, 33 Transport. Um, Tony Moore, big shout out. He's probably not listening, but anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Okay, good luck, and I'm on board with you, okay? Good. Thank you. All right. Aaron, you are up. Good. I got a question for you. I know here in the States, when they, and you may not be able to answer, so I'm just asking the question. 
when they take your digital equipment, i.e. phone, computers, whatever, here in the States, they usually will give it back because they'll mirror it or copy it and then hand you back the hardware. Have you been able to get your equipment back or is it still being held up? I'm going to serve the police again on uh, on Monday, but it's still being held up. But look, you know, once they get everything out of it, you know, what would I expect them to do? Probably dunk it in a bottle of you know bowl of water or something, you know, bathtub of water, then stick it on the shelf for two months, let it dry it out, and then go, oh yeah, Guru, you can have your shit back now. It'll never work again. Or they'll put a, you know, they wouldn't be that stupid because they put a bug in it, but they wouldn't waste their bug because they knew even when I get the computers back. The computers are only good for the information I need, and then they're going in the harbour. Well, not in the harbour. Sorry, I'll rephrase that. They will be going to recycle because, um, obviously, they've been in the hands of the, of the Masonic filth, and uh, they're going to be useless to me. The point is they contain information relative to an upcoming state election, and these guys had no right to take that information. We will be suing them about that and um, charging them. And, um, yeah, they need to get it back because all they're doing at the moment is hindering my process. You know, I mean, I've had to have new, you know, I've had websites stolen. I've had this, I've had that. They've taken my identity. You know, my identity has been stolen and used in multiple different places. So, you know, there's a lot coming, guys, and all this is is beautiful. You know why? Because the public are going to see all this, all this stuff that they've lumped on this little concreter from Wollongong who's the guy that's down the park talking to the handicapped kids, you know what I mean, and being nice to everyone. You know, they can make me out the biggest animal they want. And sometimes, guys, don't worry, I have my say. Righteous anger. I do have my say sometimes. But most of the time, I'm the guy just saying g'day to everyone, you know what I mean, and do it. When it comes to the authorities, etc. totally different attitude. And this is what gets these guys, you know, that I'm such a nice bloke, you know what I mean, and they can't handle that. You know what I mean? They don't like us being like this people. They don't like me being the guy who goes over there and sees someone in a wheelchair and can't wait to get their eye contact so I can actually give them someone to talk to for five minutes. You know what I mean? They hate this shit, man. And why do we do it? I don't do it because I hate them. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't mean this to do this to get under their skin. I do this because I genuinely care for those people. You can see these people sitting in their wheelchairs, looking around, just waiting for someone to get their eye contact so they can say good day. Their carers behind them. You know, the carers doing it for money. Yeah, there's some beautiful carers out there, okay, but the delight on those people's faces when you actually take the time out of your day to sit down and go, man, how you going, bro? Whether they can talk or not, it doesn't matter. You know, whether they're trying to grab your hand and they're like this, it doesn't matter. Okay, but this is the type of people we are, and this is what they can't handle, guys, and this is why I'm copping the heat. But as I said, bring it on. You're building a ridiculous case, guys, that is going to fall flat on your face. So our legal team, the people behind the scenes, we're all happy. We're really happy. They're doing all the work for us, guys. We don't have to chase anything down. We just got to put the pieces together and deliver it to the court, and that will be happening very soon. So... As I said, there's um there's some there's some high profile cyclists, I think, Rick in the MSM, mate. Because what I worked out is that these guys might must ride push bikes or something, you know, because someone out there in the MSM who rides a bike done he, he actually won the world championship for backpedaling yesterday. Now I didn't know that was a category in cycling, but he's actually won the gold medal for backpedaling, Rick. So yeah, we're gonna have to give him that later on, you know. I, I don't know, yeah. I'll leave it there. Thanks, guys. Well, Guru, that sounds like our resident in office.
Is that it, Aaron? Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Can't answer that, Bozzy. Come on. Can't wait to hear you in Parliament, mate. I'm sorry. I'm just roaring with laughter back here. Uh, I learned as a young officer, just, just by way of explanation, young officer, you know, I've got a, a platoon of soldiers, and they're sharp, and they are witty, and they are cutting. And a smart young officer keeps his mouth shut while the lads are launching, right? And, mate, you are going to be just brilliant. I can't wait to hear you in Parliament, and the interjections will come, and you'll just shoot them down in flames. They'll be, they'll be scurrying out with their tails between their legs. Nobody's going to be there while Guru has the, uh, has the call, I can tell you. <laughs> Cheers, bloke. We've all got our job and we'll all do it well, I can tell you. God's got plans. All right, Shelly, you are back up. And if anyone else has a question, oh, press the middle button and we can call on you. And, Andrew, you're after Shelly. It's okay. Um, I accidentally asked, pressed the ask a question, so here, yeah, but good luck. And I'm following you all. Thanks again. Thanks for watching the show, and God bless your dad, all right? When we get in there, these are the things that we know, all right? We know in the in out there in the environment what has to happen, you know, and these people that were sent off to false wars, you know what I mean, to be used as rat labs, you know, rat lab rats, sorry. you know what I mean, to be poked with every poison they could give them, you know what I mean, to send them off and fight a war that was not even worth fighting. It was never meant to be fought. You know what I mean? So, yeah, these people need to be looked after, and these people are in my sights, I can tell you. I, I presume they're in Bozies, maybe as an ex-vet. I'm not, okay? But, um, yeah, these people need to be looked after. We have plenty of money to be able to do it, guys. Once we get this state worked out, you know, and that's what we're here to do. You know, we're here to make your life more comfortable so you can actually breathe, relax, and then help us fight. Okay, that's what we need to do. We need to get your life into a position where you guys can actually take a breath, all right? We're not going to get a chance to take a breath. All right, just that's how it is. We just got to keep going flat out. That's our job. But we want to we want to sort of create this environment that where you guys can in New South Wales can actually breathe, take a breath, look around, see your family, see what we've done and what we're doing and why we're doing it. It's for your kids. It's for you. All right, so you get back to life. So just get behind us, New South Wales. That's it, man. We need you, and I'm telling you, you need us because you're in trouble, just like us. We're in trouble too. All right, and we either get this done, guys, or I'm straight, man. I'll tell you, we are in trouble, okay? But I don't believe that happens. I believe you come together and we do this, guys, but it's you out there. So have a look around. Anyone who sees this thing, man, have a look at your family. That's why we're here, okay, because very soon they're going to take that family off you and they have more or less taken 50% of it already, guys, maybe more, probably 70%. Of it. All that's left now is to lock you up in your 15-minute cities and give you a digital wallet. You know, they've got mothers fighting with daughters, fathers, you know, with sons, you know, people we can't, you know, we, you know, you can't go to a funeral. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. They've done a really good job of it, guys. All right. So, yeah, our job is to give you a bit of comfortability here in New South Wales so you can actually take a breath, get back on course and join us in the big fight. All right, we have Andrew up, and if anyone else has a question, you press the middle button, we'll see your hand raised. Go ahead, Andrew. You're hey, guys, I uh, didn't have a question. Just wanted to say good day and thank you, and I loved Guru's comments. The first time I've ever seen Rick lost for words. Good on you guys. I'm behind you all the way. Yeah. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> 
We have anyone else? Yeah, if you uh, quite humorous in there, Mike. Humorous. Uh, if you I wasn't press, sure if Ricardo's go. chair had broken or if he was just laughing. <laughs> Andrew, you are back up. No, I'm done, guys. Just wanted to uh, just say, yeah, thank you. Behind you all the way. Keep going. If anyone else has a question, if you press the middle button, we can call upon you. If you press the middle button. All right, one of our admins, Humble. Go ahead, Humble. In the United States. To Oh, humble your rubber banding. You may want to leave and come back in. We are still on, or have I lost it too? It's just glitching really badly, Dave. Just okay. Just, no worries, Laura. Yeah, yeah. Mike got kicked out. Um, Is humble? Humble was she able to ask her question, Laura? No. No. Um, how about we go to Eve, Mike? Oh. Go ahead, Eve. You're. Can y'all hear me? Oh, there she is. Go ahead, Humble. So I was listening to y'all go back and forth about um, your situation there in Australia. And a couple of things stood out to me. And, I, and forgive me, I don't really... Um, not that y'all's situation is any less imperative. It's a world event, a world stage of what's going on. So really, I was kind of interested in something that Ricardo said, and it was that, or actually he showed, it was the United States Constitution, and he talked about the Federalist Papers, and saying, you know, basically, watch out, we can come to Australia, because y'all are taking over. And I love that, but we're mirroring um, the laws and the policies of what's been put into place. But once y'all do that, you still have the, the issues. Um, and I real I haven't heard much other than save our children, but what do you plan on doing to make that country so much better than America? Um, because I know y'all are very important on the world stage, 
for several factors. A um, being the pipelines that run um, through your oceans right there and the Great Barrier Reef. And there's a lot of trafficking. We know there's tunnels and whatnot. And Australia is a part of that equation too. So I'm just curious as I think it's a brilliant segment that y'all are doing here. I'm just trying to understand, you know, why mirror us? Do you see something that we are doing that you like? Because quite frankly, it's a shit show going on right now. Yes, it is. But we're mirroring, the intention is to mirror you, but the, depending on the phase of the operation we're in, um, our responsibility is to rebuild the nation. Our responsibility is not to take out the cabal. That's being executed now by a worldwide alliance of good military led, led uh, by the US. Now, this, this subterranean war uh, is now reaching its culmination. It's been going on for 60 years. The, the, the good guys have been evil organizations for decades now. And underpinning that, and it's in the sense of why do we want to mirror you, we don't want to mirror you, we want to learn from your experience in terms of the theory of the, the American founding, real American founding, not anything subsequent to that. But on top of that, the legislative changes they have made in the last five, six, seven years, particularly relate to the law of war, which underpins the Second Amendment, which underpins the fact that you have the right to self-defense. Now, this phase of the war is absolutely led by the US, without a doubt. And China and Russia are the key players in support of that. And when I say China, I'm talking about Xi Jinping, not the entire CCP, because there's an internal war going on there. As you know, recently there was a, a coup d'etat attempt. Uh, Xi Jinping won it. He's been brought to the good side. He's not a good guy, but he's been brought to the good side in order to achieve an objective. The legislative foundation upon which this war is being fought is uh, uh, underpinned by the law of war which was set in train some time ago when trump was in power he passed certain uh, executive orders which required a congressional response to negate it then congress didn't respond so it went ahead us my understanding is under martial law and president trump is still president this is now going on so is it a shit show at the top level without a shadow of a doubt it's a mess an absolute mess an absent the White Hats, absent Q, absent the law of war, we'd have lost without a shadow of a doubt. And the fact that on a national level, a country can foresee the requirement for the military to temporarily step in, but with legislative authority under the president, lawful authority, constitutional authority under the president to do what must be done to remove the filth. Now, Thomas Jefferson, he said himself, said it, when a republic is to a point of degradation, repairing it is no longer an option. Now, this is one of your founding fathers, and, and never before in the history of mankind have, have a group of geniuses so of so profound intelligence and intellect and subtly come together to design anything. And the fact that they did it is just extraordinary. Now, the fact that it's been degraded over, over time to corruption, that's, that's normal. That's human nature. Every edifice eventually collapses. Every organization eventually is penetrated and is degraded. A1. At some point in the future, unless we're really careful, but history shows A1 will become as, as corrupted as everyone else. That's human nature. You grow, you ripen, then you rot. That's normal. So what we, the reason I make that statement so happily is we're going to mirror the best. We're not taking your constitution holes bolus because there are some improvements that need to be made. Um, but my goodness me, it's pretty close to perfect. It really is. As long as 
Now, this is Benjamin Franklin said, this is a great constitution if you can keep it because it is wholly suitable for a moral people and for nobody else. Now, we know that people can become immoral in a minor way. It doesn't really matter. Your mum doesn't look big in that pair of jeans. And that sort of lie doesn't isn't what the constitution's about. But it is wholly suitable for a moral people and nothing else. And that's why in our foundational ideas, the first thing that we need to create or recreate in this country is a moral people. And a moral people agree on a set of rules. And it's not a common morality, it is an agreed morality. A common morality, by definition, removes all points of contestation and friction. And so you have people agreeing to let everyone do whatever they want as long as it doesn't affect me personally. Well, that's no good. Because as a, as a, as a group, we have responsibilities and as a Christian group, and I mean Christian in the sense of this is the foundation of our philosophy, our art, our literature. Everything about the West is based in Christianity. If people think the Romans had a great society, go live there for a while. You won't like it. If they thought Greece had a great society, go there for a while. You won't like it. It was because we had a guy that nailed himself to a cross. We got nailed to a cross to show us how to live, love, and die. And so this morality is key to your constitution. Your constitution is, is sound. The people have become immoral because it has a, the country has allowed the people's ideas, and this is that's fifth gen warfare, the battle for how you think, has been so uh, energetically forced on the American people and therefore us that people have lost this connection to the Almighty, they've lost this connection to God, they've lost this connection to good and evil, they've lost their connection to right and wrong, basic principles. And so we're not going to mirror you, it's not as simple as that. We have a deep, a deep understanding of what the foundation must be in order to build the castle that we hope to build. We will build, but it is in large measure on your declaration of independence. It is based in large measure on your constitution. It is based in large measure on your bill of rights, which is just amendments to the constitution. As you know, they had to be enumerated because they would have been, uh, taken over. And so it's, uh, <clears throat> The war, the subterranean war, the tunnels, the child sex trafficking, and all of that, that's not our job to do. It's our job to, once once the, the victory has been won, our job is to rebuild the nation. And that's that's the best answer I can give you. But once again, your constitution, your founding fathers, brilliant. Um, we have to be worthy of their ideas. We have to remain moral. And here's my definition of a moral people. A moral people are those that agree on the difference between right and wrong and think speak and act to advance the right and eradicate the wrong. All I right. hope that answers your Eve, you are up next. Eve. Thank you. Um, I'm really keen to help with the campaign and I'm um, just wondering when is the website going to be up? Um, give it a few days, not many. What's today? Saturday, early next week. It should be up and running in its in its first iteration. There will be adjustments to that, but we'll get ourselves with it and know what's coming down the pike. Thank you. Anyone else have a question? If you press the middle button, we can call upon you. We'll see your hand raised. 
And if any admin has a question, you can go ahead now. Well, it looks like they're gonna let you guys off the hook. Uh, it's been almost two hours, about almost two hours now. Um, it, it's been a pleasure and it's been an honor. I really appreciate you guys joining us. And I really can't wait to see you guys in office, bring you guys again once you're elected. It'll be fun. Yeah, we thank you guys for uh, everything you've done for us, Mike. Your promotion's been, um, yeah, great, mate. And uh, we just want to keep cross-promoting, working with you. we got, um, yeah, a few more interviews going up, so we'll share them around as uh, me and Ricky got a couple more this week, I think, with um, some different people and that. So we'll get them out to you guys and just stay in touch because, yeah, the uh, yeah we – this is going to be something to watch, all right? I know you're all watching it, but this is going to be something to watch. This is going to give confidence to the other people around the world to be able to, you know, try and do what we're doing here because we know we're succeeding. Otherwise, uh, we wouldn't be getting the reaction we're getting, guys. So thanks for everything, Mike and Laura. Uh, take care. Love you all. You guys have a good night, and thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. You guys are Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Laura. Brilliant. This platform is always open to you guys, and you guys are welcome. Thank you, guys. Love you. Thanks, everyone, for coming in.